Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Genesee Valley Church's online podcast. GVC is a non-denominational church in Flint, Michigan, and our mission is simple. To love God, love people, and love life. I know that you will be blessed by the message and the words that God has for you today. Now, here's Pastor Tony. Obviously, you realize that life has a way of beating you down if you let it, right? But she said, you know, she's been realizing that there's been so many things that have transpired through this accident and all the surgeries and the things that are, are going on. In fact, yesterday was four weeks in the hospital, and I think two of them were in ICU. But she says, I have just seen the hand of God. And she said, the fact that I'm alive, it's a miracle. And so praise God, you realize that in the hard times, even though they're difficult to go through, God says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. You can't go to a deep valley that God can't get to. You can't go to a dark place that God can't find you, right? God loves us and just desires so much for us. And so I don't know what 2018 has held for you, but I just believe that we don't have to finish it on a downbeat. We can finish it on an up note. Amen? And just seeing God do some phenomenal things just to say that, God, you're not done yet. The best is still yet to come. And we're coming into a brand new year. And I'm just expecting for this year to be a landmark year. Praise God. One of the things that God's has spoken to my heart is that we're going to see God move in, in greater ways. And so I'm expecting, expecting to see it. Can you say amen? Amen. amen. Well, this morning, you know, just as I was getting ready and uh, some things that God put on my heart to, to minister on, it was God drew me back to just an event that happened just as of late, probably about six weeks ago. Uh, you know, I'm a hunter, and so uh, out in the back woods behind the house there, uh, I had set up a, a tree blind, a stand, and uh, had, had actually taken a deer this year. And so I took my tractor, I loaded up the tractor, and I drove out to the back field and parked on the edge of the woods, and then I walked in the woods and got all my stuff loaded up and put back in the, the bucket of the, the tractor. And uh, as I got back on my tractor... I started it, and as I started the tractor, it started kind of funny. It had a different sound to it. And it fired up, but as it fired up, it started to move just a short ways, and, and then all of a sudden, it just died on me. It just quit. And so I'm out there, and, it, and probably it's probably not quite a quarter of a mile, maybe a little bit more than an eighth of a mile. But here I am. I'm out there far away from home. I'm thinking, doggone it, man, i got to walk now. got to figure something out. But as I'm sitting there, I began to realize that the whole reason why my tractor started acting up was because I ran out of gas. But the funny thing is, is that in the midst of it acting up, it started to frustrate me because it's a brand new tractor. I had taken it in for a couple service issues and some warranty things. But I'm thinking to myself, this is a brand new tractor tractor and what in the world is it acting up for and isn't it interesting how the empty tank of my tractor began to change my perspective of how I saw my tractor because when I was driving out there I mean I'm cruising along thinking hey man I'm on my tractor doing good I don't have to walk out here and then all of a sudden when I'm on empty I start looking at my tractor and thinking you dumb thing what's going on with you I'm just I took you in what's the problem right anybody See what I'm saying? You see, when it comes to God, God desires for us not to get stuck or to get stranded. 
He doesn't desire for us to run out of gas. Amen? Amen. And here's one of the things that we have just heard the Lord say to us in the last couple of weeks. We, we, in church prayer, probably about two weeks ago, as we were praying together on a Wednesday night. In fact, you're all invited to church prayer. It starts at 530. And so as we were praying there, the Lord said to me, he said, finish full. And he was speaking to us in regards to us as a church. And he's also speaking to me. But he says, finish this year full. God wants you to finish this year full. He doesn't want you to finish on empty. He wants you to finish with a full tank. When it came to my tractor, again, when I was on empty, I saw something as being wrong. I looked at it and said, this shouldn't be the way that it is, and therefore, there must be a problem. Whenever we're empty, we will see things incorrectly. And whenever we're empty, we will see things for the problems that are causing the situations that we're in. So in other words, we're starting to look for trouble. We're starting to look for the problems. Why? Because being empty changes the way that we see things. And so if we're going to go into 2019 being empty, it will affect what you see and what you expect going into this next year. If you finish this year empty, going into 2019 empty, it will affect what you see and what you expect for this upcoming year. You know what I'm saying? Come on, so many people are waiting for the end of the year to come just so that we can start over. Because we're looking back and we're saying, dear God, that was a rough year. Right? But if I'm looking at all the stuff and the problems and all the junk that I went through this past year, looking at it from a position of being depleted, I don't start over with a fresh perspective or seeing freshly or starting fresh. I go through that beginning stages with the perspective in the sight of what I just came out of. Amen? And so today my message title is Finish Full, Start Fresh. Let's finish full and start fresh. I mentioned my tractor to you in regards to it being out of gas. And when it initially quit on me and stranded me, like I said, I began to look at it as there must be a problem. But really, there was no problem with the tractor. The fact of the matter is, is it just ran out of gas. Right? And it was in that moment when I identified, oh, I'm out of gas, that all of a sudden I remembered the last time that I drove my tractor. When I drove my tractor the last time, I remember looking at the gas gauge and thinking, ooh, I'm really low, thinking, okay, the next time I go out to use the tractor, I'm going to have to put gas in it. But once you know it, just like life, we get in a big hurry to get on to the next thing and doing the next thing and we fail to recognize the signs and the signals and the alerts that says, hey, you're running on empty. You need to get full. Amen. Can anybody identify where we're going today? Amen. Because we can live life empty or we can live life full. You can come into 2019 being empty or you can come into it being full. And it will change your perspective. And God wants us to finish full. Amen. Now, here's the thing. If God said, finish full, then that must mean that we we must not be as full as we think we are. 
And I'm talking about full of the right things. <laughs> Sometimes we're full of the wrong things. But, but if he says finish full, that must mean that we're not as full as we think we are or that we've got room for growth. And if God is saying, I want you to finish full, this wasn't the first time that he was trying to get our attention. There were indicators along the way that says, hey, get full. Get full. You're starting to get depleted. You're starting to run on empty. You're starting to get on fumes. It's time to get full, right? God is always trying to get our attention. There's always signals. You see, God doesn't want us to get to the place where we're on empty before we fill up again. He always starts to tell us, hey, it's starting to get off low or uh, getting off full. Fill up again, top off. In fact, here's the thing, that we have a different perspective than what God does when it comes to being full. If you remember over in Psalms, the Bible says my, that, that God leads us beside still waters. He says, my cup runneth, what's the last word? My cup runneth over. So God's full is different than our full. We're just thinking, God, if I can just get it to the brim, man, that, that will be full. But God says, my full isn't full until it's running over. Well, why does he want your life to be running over? Because if you're spilling over, your spillover gets onto somebody else. See, God never wanted you to be full just for you. He wants you to get full so your full can impact somebody else's life. Amen? He wants us to be full. And see, again, God's not waiting for us to get empty for him to say, hey, let's fill up. Let's top off. No, there's times that he's trying to get our attention all along the way. You know, when it comes to our vehicles... In fact, how many of you have ever ran out of gas? Anybody ran out of gas in your car before? Saw a few hands. I think in 30, 30 plus years of driving, I think I maybe have ran out of gas maybe twice. And the one time that I ran out of gas, I just forgot. I knew that I needed to get gas, but I left the area that I was in where there was gas stations and I forgot. You know what I'm talking about? And so I knew that I had like three miles to get to my house, and I knew that I'm on vapor. So it was closer to my house than it was to the nearest gas station. So what I did is I floored it. I mean, I'm flying as fast as I can, and I'm thinking, if I die, if my car stalls out, then there, I'll be able to coast a good distance. And do you know that that's exactly what happened? And I coasted for probably a half of a mile. And I was just within probably 200 yards of my house when I finally came to a stop. I'm like, whoo! Amen. But you know, we don't leave our house or we don't run out of gas intentionally, do we? Nobody leaves the house and says, you know what? I'm going to run out of gas today. Just see how fun that could be. No, man, it's inconvenient. It's not fun. You get stranded, it's not, come on, who wants to get stranded in a bad place of town? <laughs> you know, roll, roll up the window, hey, no, <laughs> 911, come on, help me, please, right? But see, before we ever come to a place of running out of gas or being completely empty, there are signals all along the way. Your gas gauge has a needle that tells you it's either full or it's empty, right? And one of the things that we as individuals typically do is we establish a discipline to check our gas gauge, right? Where am I at? Do we do that spiritually? Where am I at? Am I full? Am I empty? Where am I at? 
But when we get in our car, typically we're checking the gauge. Where am I at? But if we fail to ignore that, new technology has this little thing that has a light flashing. Hello. <laughs> You're getting close to empty. Right? And if that's not enough, then the thing starts dinging at you. Ding, 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 ding. Why? Because it's trying to get your attention. You are running extremely dangerously low. You need to get topped off. You need to get full. Right? And in our life, God is consistently doing that for us to help us to get into a position of being full. But maybe your car has all kinds of lights already on. You've got the check engine light on, right? You've got the, the light that says door ajar. You've got the one other signal that says your tire pressure's low, right? And then you've got the other gas gauge that says this and says you've got so many things in your face that you just get numb to it. You get deaf to all the dings and the buzzes that's trying to warn you that says, hey, get full. And what do we do? We just begin to begin or become immune to all the signals to the point that we find ourselves completely depleted. Right? And oftentimes how we live our life in our walk with God is like saying, I'm going to leave my house on empty and just see how far I can go. I know it's telling me, but I'm going to see if I can make it. Now, you may have been in that position. I've been in those positions before where I'm praying. I mean, I'm praying in the Spirit. I'm like, dear God, come on, Jesus, get me down the road because <laughs> i I got to get some gas, right? But you don't intentionally live that way. But spiritually, we do. We do life living it in the arm of the flesh. God says, I want you to be full so I can help you. And you have help from heaven. But we're like, God, I got it. I got it. I can do this. I can handle this. I can make my way. And all the while, we're fussing and complaining and crying. But no, God, I got it, right? And God says, I want you to be full. My desire is that you would experience fullness in your life. And we're talking about being spiritually full. I want to share with you from Ephesians chapter 3. Verse 19 in the Amplified Bible. And it speaks to that heart of God desiring for us to be full. Notice what it says here. It says, that you may really come to know practically through experience for yourself. The love of Christ which far, far surpasses mere knowledge without experience that you may be filled through all your being unto all the fullness of God, that you may have the richest measure of the divine presence and become a body wholly filled and flooded with God Himself. You see, God wants to fill you. And you say, well, what does God want to fill me with? He wants to fill them with Himself. But who He is is love. You see, if you would truly know how much God loves you, you would be unstoppable. If you were filled with the fullness of God and filled with the love of God, you wouldn't have any trouble trusting God for nothing. Amen? Come on. I, I, not to make it about a, 
a giving thing, but where do we struggle oftentimes in the, the area of our spiritual walk with God? Oftentimes it's in the arena of money, right? If I knew how much God loved me, then would there ever be any concern about Him taking care of me? Absolutely not. I mean, God is madly in love with us. And we go on to see here in, in verse 17 of the same chapter, Paul's praying that for them. He says, may Christ through your faith actually dwell, settle down, abide, make His permanent home in your heart that you may be rooted deep in love and founded secure on love. Amen. You know, my children did not have any question about Christmas this year. They did not live a life of saying, gosh, I hope this year is different than last year. I mean, last year really was, we didn't get nothing. I mean, it's been so rough. Mom and dad barely getting by. I mean, we don't ever even wear, I mean, our, 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 our pant legs are up to our knees because, I mean, we just haven't been able to afford new pants. I mean, our, our shoes got holes in them. I mean, our, our shirts are up to our elbows. I mean, we just, we have not gotten anything new over the last, I don't know how long. I hope this Christmas is going to be different than last Christmas. Oh, no. Man, our kids were so giddy. I mean, they were talking about Christmas, excited about Christmas. I mean, we heard them get up multiple times throughout the night. Someone got up around 1.30, then somebody else got up around 5-something. You know, they're, they're going out there, they're in, in, inspecting the tree. Like, oh, yeah, <laughs> looks good. Why? Because they knew that they're loved by their parents. And there was an expectation. They're going to take care of us good time, big time this year. Amen? Because they knew of the love that a mom and a dad had for them. If we knew how much God loves us and how full of that love He wants us to be, it would change our life. Amen. God wants us to be full of Him. Notice a couple verses here. In John chapter 12, this is Jesus speaking, and He says, If I be lifted up from the earth... He says, I will draw all men unto me. You see, God, His heart and His desire is to draw you in to a relationship with Him, of knowing Him, of having relationship with Him, of experiencing His love. God is not pushing you away. God is not building a relationship with you based upon conditions. It says... I'm drawing you. I'm drawing you to myself. Notice what it says in Romans chapter 2. Verse 4 it says, Don't you see how wonderful or how wonderfully kind and tolerant and patient God is with you? Not knowing or do you not know the goodness of God that it leads to repentance? Come on. God is patient with you. God is kind towards you. And God is endeavoring to do His best to show His kindness and His love towards you so that in that love, it draws you to Him. Amen? God so loves us. And as I said, it's not built upon condition. Isn't that where we oftentimes miss out on that relationship with God? Because we look at ourselves 
look at the past year and we say, God, I'd like to have a relationship with you. I know that you're drawing me to you, but God, there's all this stuff. See, God doesn't look at you as being a failure. He looks at you as being a learner. Let me say that again. I said, God doesn't look at you as being a failure. He looks at you as being a learner. Meaning that we learn from our mistakes. And how many of you are better from learning from your mistakes? Absolutely. And God is not basing His love on the condition of your mistakes or your mess up. He loves you in spite of it. And the Bible says that it's the kindness of God that leads us to have a relationship with Him. Amen. In fact, just for a moment, think of this past year. It might have been a challenging year. It might have been some struggles or some hardships. But I want you to look back over this year and think of the good things that you can say, that was God. I just talked with Kathy yesterday, I I shared with you. And she says, I can say for certain where I'm at and being alive today is truly the hand of God and I am a miracle today. Amen? Amen. You might have been able to say, you know what, my job, my marriage, my family, my health, it's the hand of God and it's only by the mercy of God that this is where I'm at today. And see, all those things that God did for you this past year it wasn't based upon what you did it was based or done in spite of what you did because he loves you and he's doing it to say I love you I love you and we're thinking but God I messed up he says no I'm showing you my kindness because I love you I want to draw you to me and hoping hoping that we'll lean into the love and the kindness of God and saying God I recognize that that was just you trying to draw me to you Are you here this morning? See, God does those things because He wants to draw you into His love. He's wanting you to finish full. Notice what it says here. In Proverbs chapter 24, verse 16, it says, For a righteous man may fall seven times, but he rises again. I want you to hear that. It says a righteous man may fall seven times, but he gets up again. See, God wants you to know this morning that it's not about the times that you fell. Because he says righteous men fall. Righteous men and women make mistakes. But in spite of their mistakes, they get up again. How come I can get up again? Because he loves me. But why is it that righteous men and women fall? Because they get empty. I said they get empty. But in spite of my slip, my fall, my mess up, my mistake, the Bible tells me that I can get up again. Micah chapter 7 verse 8, it says, Don't rejoice over me, my enemies. When I fall, I will rise. Come on. This year might have been a challenge. But don't let the ending of this year be dictated by all the times that you might have fell. Get up. Get up and finish this year standing. Finish this year standing tall, being full of the love of God. So therefore, when I step over into 2019, I can see this year with expectation. Amen? Come on, God loves you. Say that with me. Say, God loves me. God loves me in spite of me. 
As I said, God don't see your failures. He sees you as a learner. In spite of your mess-ups, your mistakes, God still wants you healed. In spite of your shortcomings, He still wants you to succeed. He still wants you to prosper. Come on, aren't we that way with our kids? Our kids let us down time and time again, but we don't sit there and say, well, because you messed up, I'm not going to do it. No, we do it in spite of it because we love our kids, right? God's the same way. So, how do I get full? How do I close this year getting full? When it comes to being full, oftentimes the idea of getting full is determined by or affected by the magnitude of my mountain or the situations or the problems or the issues that I've had this year. Are you tracking with me? So what I mean by that is that we're looking at this year and the accumulation of all the stuff that has transpired and we're thinking, dear God, it's so big. And we're thinking that for me to get full, it's got to be a great feeling to reach the magnitude of the issue that I'm going through. But that's not the case. It doesn't take a great effort to get full to meet the challenge. God just says, I'll fill you. All I'm looking for you to do is say, God, here here am I. God, I want you. God, fill me. And it's just that simple of God stepping in and meeting the need. It doesn't take long to get filled or to get full. Like I said, it's not based upon the magnitude of what you're facing. It's based upon the goodness of God and the kindness of God. Think about it naturally speaking. When you need gas in the car, how long does it take? Does it take long? When you're running on empty and the, the, the signals are saying it's time to get gas. Does it take all day? Does it take five weeks? Does it take a whole year to get your tank full? No, you just pull up into the gas station and within minutes the tank is full. So why do we act like being full of God or having a relationship with God is so tedious and hard to get full? When I get my tank full at the gas station in a matter of minutes. It doesn't take a long time. Let me give you some points of how you can start to be full today. Starting tomorrow. If you'll just take one scripture and say, God, in the morning, I'm going to read one scripture. And I'm going to allow that to be my meditation. For the Lord is good and His mercy endures forever. Man, I start going throughout my day and it starts getting rough. Oh, for the Lord is good and His mercy endures forever. And the doctor calls, and the doctor says, well, we've got the reports in. It doesn't look real good. Oh, but the Lord is good, and His mercy endures forever. The bank calls and says, listen, we need to address this. You're you're overdrafted. Oh, but the Lord is good, and His mercy endures forever. The kids are acting fools. Oh, but the Lord is good, and His mercy endures forever. You see, just using one verse, I didn't have to spend whole hours of reading the Bible. One scripture filled me up, and it filled me throughout my day. Throughout my day, I can just be praying. Oh, God, I thank you. I can be praying in the Spirit when I'm driving down the road. When I'm working on the job, I can just be praying. And as I'm praying, the Bible says that you're building up your most holy faith, praying in the Spirit. It doesn't take a whole lot of work. All I'm doing, maybe you're filling up in gas. Just take the time. Lord, I give you praise. Lord, I thank you. 
And all the time that you're doing those little things, not huge chunks of time, but just being intentional to say, God, I just want to recognize you. Thank you for your word. I'm spending time giving you praise. God, thank you. And all the while, you're keeping the tank full. Amen? It doesn't take a lot of time. But now here's the thing. The more you do that, you'll want to switch octanes. Here's what I mean by that. You realize you go to the gas pump, you know, you've got 87, 89, 91 octane. The higher the octane, the hotter it burns. You know what I'm talking about? It runs more efficiently. The more you start filling up, you'll start switching. Oh, man, 87 octane was good, but I think I'm going to up it up to 89 octane. Woo, come on. You start burning a little hotter, and you think, woo, that was pretty good. Now I'm going to switch it up to 91 octane. Wow, praise God. And there will be just an inward desire to have more or to be more full. And God will lead you into that. Amen. But it's not a task thing where it makes it hard and difficult. He just says, well, you just give me some time and you'll see that your tank gets full. Amen. And lastly, I said, God said, finish full so we can start fresh. A couple verses just as we close. In Luke chapter 4, verse 1. The Bible says that Jesus, being full of the Holy Spirit, was led into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. How many of you know that the, the, the devil beat Jesus up one side and down the other and won the victory? Is that the case? Oh, no. No, it says that Jesus was full of the Holy Spirit, went into the wilderness and was tempted by the devil, but beat the devil every single time. And what he was full with came out. He always says, devil, it's written. You shut up and leave me alone. And then another account in Acts chapter 6. The Bible says that Stephen, full of faith and power, was facing an ordeal in his life where they were getting ready to stone him. And the Bible says that as he was sitting there getting ready to be stoned, the clouds opened up. He saw the throne of God and he says, God, don't hold this charge against them. He walked in love and forgave them all. So here's my point. When you're full... It will help you see differently. Because this past year, you might have saw all the temptations, the falls, the mess-ups, the mistakes. But God says, when you're full, you can face the temptation and you can have the victory. When all the challenges come, you can still have the victory because you're full. Come on, when you're full like Stephen... When you have those that come against you, when it's dealing with people, family, co-workers, you're full and you can continue to walk in love because I'm full of the power and the love of God in me. It will change how you see circumstances and people because you're full. And if you're full, it will give you the opportunity to start fresh. If you'll finish this year, and, and please hear me, if you do it tonight, do it tomorrow. Say, God, I just want to be full right now. God, fill me. In just a moment's time, God can change the inside of you, restore you, fill you, and end this year on top and going into 2,000 years saying, God, all things are possible because I believe. Amen? Let's stand. We're going to close our service 
by doing communion together. And while we're doing it, I just want you to know that the expression of what we're doing is the extreme love of God towards you that He sent Jesus. And so therefore, as we're partaking of communion, make it your opportunity. subscribe to this podcast and take a look at all of our social media sites which can be found at our website gvchurch.tv we know that today's message has been a blessing to you thanks for listening we are genesee valley church loving god loving people and loving life